Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Well, my heart is stirred. My heart is stirred for looking back in gratitude at what he's done, looking around me at what he's doing and looking ahead in faith for what he's going to do. And I know many of you have been on this journey for many years of us, from the start of Mount Zion 58 years ago to the start of Soul Church nearly nine years ago. But God has carried us through a long, long way. But this is, we haven't even started. We've not even got going for what God is about to do. And I believe that we are going to see a revival. What is a revival? It's an old word. It means the reviving of people's souls reviving of people's souls. We're going to see a spiritual awakening in this city. We're passionate. We love this city. We love the fact we get to lead this church. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to really take ground. What he's done. Psalm 126 verse 3 says, The Lord has done great things and we are glad. Has done. And, you know, I just reflected all the things that have happened over the past 12 months. We think about our social supermarket that's opened. And the social supermarket is not just a supermarket, it's a gateway. It's a stepping stone on a journey to freedom, restoration for people, and eventually into faith. A family came to the social supermarket a week or so ago, found out we had a youth club on a Friday evening, invited their daughter. Their daughter came into youth, has found community, and made a, made a decision to follow Jesus. Let me tell you, the social, social supermarket is a gateway into freedom. Now 741 live clients who access the supermarket, 741 families who access it uh, every, every time they, they, they need food. And we're, aver- we're averaging, I'm told, 65 meals a week to our Soul Streets homeless community. 65 individuals who come to St. Stephen's Church with our partnership with St. Stephen's and Salvation Army on a Wednesday evening. And they can access haircuts. They can access food. They can access dog food for their pets. I think it's incredible what the team are doing. Come on, would you thank all of the various volunteers and team who serve our city week in week out. So encouraged to see the Wellbeing Wednesday group. 80 people every week who as a church were able to provide food and discipleship to. And I think Nigel and his team deserve a round of applause for the incredible work that takes place here every Wednesday. And I'm told that eight of the Wellbeing Wednesday group will be baptized next Sunday evening. And so again, it's a, a journey into faith. Looking back at what God has done, this, this time last year we were talking about breaking ground. But now, uh, this week, I've got the, the, the photo from this week, that obviously the video was filmed a couple of months ago and it's come on a long way, but this is in our new auditorium. And isn't it incredible to think that, let's say a year or so's time, I'll just say a year or so's time, we're gonna be worshiping together in our brand new auditorium with air conditioning, and heaters, we're going to get heating that doesn't just blow on four chairs. 
If you're really cold, there's one there and one there, and you can sit there in the winter. And if you're really hot in the, in the summer, you can sit there and it gets colder. We're going to have it equaled out across the room in our new building. But due to the past generosity and sacrifice of our church, we're out of the ground. The stills are up, the structure's up. That's what he's done. But let's talk about what he's doing right now. Every day we hear stories of changed lives, salvations. We hear stories of breakthroughs and miracles. And as painful as the stories were of Matt and Sarah and Caleb, Alicia and little Malachi, God is still at work in the lives of people. And we will continue. This church is, of course, we're there for the good times. We're there to look at the new building and cheer, but we also want to be the church that's there for people when they're doing it tough in the hard seasons of life, as we heard. We see time and time again that Jesus is still the hope of the world. He is the hope and he shines his light through his church. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to the power. I love these two words, at work. It's continual. God God hasn't stopped. Sometimes when I, was, when I was kind of growing in my faith and God would do something for me, I thought, oh, he's done now with me. He'll get on to the next person. But God's never done with you. God is continually at work. There's continual work in your family and your children. So never, never write off your children. Never write off your situation because God is continually at work. And I, think, I, I often think about it like this. One miracle just gets you to the next one. Sometimes it's just those little miracles that get you to the next miracle. And we've seen that this year, hundreds of little miracles to get us to where we are now. What he's done, what he's doing. But I'm so grateful that I have faith for what he's going to do. Matthew 9, 29 says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. You know, God moves. Now this is, this is different to maybe how you understand God, but God does not move according to your circumstances. God moves according to your faith. Often we think, well, God can see my need or God can see my problems, my challenges. Surely that will get God into action. It actually doesn't. What moves God into action is our faith. And heart for the house is an opportunity to put faith into action, to see God move, not just in our church, but in our businesses, in our own lives. And I know that the climate right now, the financial climate isn't good. And, you know, it makes no sense even to be doing a miracle offering in the middle of what we are all going through. But this is an opportunity to test God, to put our faith into action. And as long as we have faith, here's the thing, we won't stop moving in life. It's the moment we lose faith that we stop moving. And this building and the lives of people, whether it's the little beautiful girl in India, Farah, whether it's the lives of people here, whether it's the new church, uh, all these things will keep moving forward as long as we keep the faith. And we, we have faith that we're going to finish the building over the next 12 to 18 months. So I just wanted to give you a quick overview of where we're at financially with the building. A lot of people ask us questions, and it's a bit of a moving target because, you know, uh, the, 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 the material costs are coming, uh, are changing all the time. So we're, we're constantly looking at these figures, but where we are as of today, there's going to be a slide that's going to come up on your screen at home and in the room. First and foremost is the land. The land is now valued approximately or conservatively at two million pounds, which is paid off, which is a miracle. Phases one and two, we're in phase two right now. 
phase two will complete on December the 18th. The project is on target. And on December the 18th, they will hand us a watertight building. What is a watertight building? It's exactly what it is. It will have concrete floors. There'll be no electrics, no plumbing, uh, apart from the groundworks, and uh, no plasterboards, no rooms cut out. It'll just be an empty shell with the steels, but it'll be watertight. That's where we have. And to get to that, to get to that phases is six million pounds. We've raised five million pounds so far, and we've been able to borrow one million pounds against this building, which is a miracle because we'll be able to pay off phases one and two. I think we need to give God some praise for that. <laughs> phases three, phases three, which is the phase and which would uh, completion phase three will take around about six to eight months. What that will give us is like buying a brand new home. When you open the door, there'll be floors down, there'll be tiles on the walls, the heating will be there, the electrics will be there, but there will be no furnishings and no production. Okay, so it'd be like buying a brand new house. That phase, which is mechanical engineering, is around about approximately 6.1 million pounds. And the bank has agreed to lend us, to loan us four million pounds, and um, that leaves us a faith gap to raise in the, the next few months of 2.1 million pounds. And now that sounds a lot, okay, and it is a lot of money, but whenever God's people activate their faith, God moves miracles. And we want to announce a miracle today, because since we made a decision to keep moving this project forward, we had a, uh, someone come forward that said that they would match this year's half of the house to the sum of half a million pounds. So whatever we raise in this year's half of the house, up to half a million, they will match it. Which means if we raise half a million, they'll give half a million, which I think is huge, significant. It is a huge step forward for us as a church. And so, you know, last year at Heart for the House, we announced that we can't finish what we don't start. Well, this year I'm declaring we can't not finish what God has started. We cannot not finish what God has started. He who has begun a good work will be faithful to complete it. And I am declaring again that this building will be finished and this building will be paid in full in Jesus' name. And so we have faith as an eldership, as a board, as a senior leadership team. We're going to keep moving forward. Why? Because we owe it to the people in this city. We owe it to the broken people who have yet to access the supermarket, the community. And yet, it's, as I said in the video, there's been a lot of disappointments and setbacks, but we're going to keep moving forward. And uh, I have never been so full of faith and expectation that this building is going to be completed. And what a story to tell. What a story. And, you know, so we've got this opportunity to sow in to the future, to close this faith back. And you know, what we hold in our hand as we give is actually not money. What we hold in our hand is seed. We hold seed. Paul uses dozens of metaphors throughout Corinthians. In chapter two, he says this, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. A farmer who has one bag of seed, he has two choices. His first choice, or her first choice, is to grind the whole bag of seed into flour and bread and hope someone will bless him at a later date with more seed. That's the first choice. The second choice 
is he can grind some seed into flour, into bread, and he can keep some seed back to sow for a future harvest. But a good farmer will liberally sow seed to ensure a good harvest. You see, the more he sows, the more he reaps. You can't harvest what you don't plant. We're living in a world right now that's happy to harvest, but they don't want to sow seed. But this is an opportunity for us. As I, as I showed that picture, I was looking quite young and dapper then at 10 years old with mum and dad and my sister. I remember the seed that my parents sowed, a significant seed into a heart for the house 33, 34 years ago. But now the harvest is all of our seven, their seven grandchildren in church. And if you want to harvest, you've got to continue to plant seed. And for Chantal and I, we're taking this moment seriously because we want a harvest. And you know, harvests take time. They take time. As we sow seed, we, we're believing for harvest in the future. And notice it doesn't say God supplies seed to the keeper. It says he supplies seed to the sower. And as we let go and as we sow seed, here's what God does. He supplies seed back so we can continue to sow. Half of the house is not money lost, it's seed sown. Say that again. Half of the house is not money lost, it is seed sown into the future. And I'm not asking anyone, I'm not begging anyone to give, I'm asking you to prove God in this season. I'm asking us to prove God, to put God to the test. Only one time in Scripture does God say, I want to be tested, and it's in this area. He says, prove me now. Will I not open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that we're unable to contain the increase? And church, this is an opportunity. Whether you're online, community, whether you're in the room, this is an opportunity for us to trust and test God in this season. What God is about to do is connected to what I'm prepared to do. Say that again, what God is about to do is connected to say, what am I prepared to do? And I'm so grateful from the children, to the young people, to the young adults, to the students, we're all going to do something. The children are going to be filling these little tins. They're blank this year because they're going to be drawing all their own pictures and stories on the tin. But we're trusting God from the children all the way through to the adults. We're trusting God. And half the house will outlast our careers, our hobbies, our pension funds. Why? Because half the house is eternal. This is an eternal sacrifice. And I make no apology for asking you to sacrifice. We sacrifice for ourselves all the time. So sacrificing for the greatest cause on earth, the kingdom of God, is a privilege. So I'm going to ask the host team, for those in the room, we're going to hand out uh, a little bundle to you right now, three things. The first is the Heart for the House brochure. You'll be able to find this downloaded if you're watching online on our website in a PDF format that will be going up this week. Um, so I'm gonna, we're going to hand out the brochure. We're also going to hand you a Heart for the House specific giving envelope that we'll all bring back together on October the 30th which is when we receive this giving. We don't receive it today. This will happen in, in, in five weeks' time and the last Sunday of October. And so you can prayerfully consider the part that you want to play. But I want to encourage you to take some time, leave this on your coffee table, leave it somewhere you can read it. And everything that we've had presented on screen is in words. We can read the stories of what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do. 
And then at the end, it talks about playing our part, the part that we can all play. And this is never about equal giving. None of us can give equally, but we can all give sacrificially. We can all take a moment, whether it's a child, to a student, to a young adult, to, a, to an adult, to say, what part can we play this year? We're believing God that we're going to close that faith gap. I'm not going to put a figure on it this year because only God knows what we need. And so I'm going to ask God that he'll stir our hearts. It won't be money out of our pockets. It will be seed into the ground. And we will trust him. We will trust him. But I want to just talk about just something on that last page, playing our part. I think it's really important just to remind our church on these four things. First of all, pray and prepare. Don't rush into this. Chantel and I, we've been asking God over the last few weeks, what, what would you have us do? What would you have us do on Heart for the House Sunday? The second thing is be radical, not reckless. I think God is moved by radical faith, not reckless faith. I think the third thing that we've jotted down here is give by faith, not by credit. We don't want you to give other people's money away. We don't want you to give the bank's money away. We're not here. We don't want you to get in debt because of Heart for the House. This is about sacrificing luxuries, not everyday necessities. And so we, we, we want to make sure that we're using wisdom as we go as well. But there's got to be an element of stretch here as we stretch together. So you can make a personal goal, a pledge. You can write it on the envelope what God has you do this year. And you can give a one-off pledge, a one-off gift on Sunday, October the 30th, or if you want to give monthly, maybe it's easier for you to stretch it over a 12-month period. Again, you can fill your details in on the back of the envelope, and you can give monthly. We pray that you don't feel manipulated to give or obliged to give, but we'll all give and we'll sow out of a heart of love, love for those children in Mumbai, love for what God is doing in the, in the, in the lives of people in our city, love for, for the future, for what God is going to do through our new building. Our finance team and our new building team, they'll be at the info desk at the end of this service. If you've got any questions about anything that was said in the presentation, anything that's said around, you need some more clarity around the finances, around how to give, our team will be at the, at the info desk afterwards. And if you're online, let us know and we'll make sure that we reach back to you. The third, the third and really important thing I want to talk about is the little card. It's a prayer card that should be in your pack. And this is so important because we want to make sure as a church we're believing for God to move in your situation. I know many of you are facing, maybe it's your own financial struggles. Maybe it's a challenge in your family, with your children. You don't have to put your name on this. But we'd love you just to fill this in and just write down what you believe in over the next four or five weeks as we come together. And on a Wednesday, we're asking the church on every Wednesday for four weeks to fast and to pray as we spiritually sharpen our axes. Because we've got, we need God to move. And the Bible says there's some certain things that will not move without prayer and fasting. And as we fast and as we come away from food, just for one day on a Wednesday, you're saying, John, you're asking a lot. No, 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 it's not a lot really. Obviously, if you've got medical requirements, you need to, I'm, I'm not talking about that, but I'm asking if, you, if, you're, if you're able, even if you can fast a meal, but replace that, that meal time with prayer and seeking God's face and we're going to stand with you in those times and we're going to pray and we're going to trust God that whatever you're going to write on this card that God's going to meet you and so I'd love us right now to, to stand
and hold, just, just hold this little card in your hand. I know many of you haven't written on it yet. You don't need to because it's already written in your heart and God can see your heart. God can hear your heart. But I want to pray for, for the needs in our church as we head into this faith-filled season. And the platform team over the next four or five weeks, all we're going to bring from this platform is faith into your house. We're going to bring faith into your situation, faith into this season. And I really felt that we're just going to bring, uh, this, this is going to be a faith-filled month. Just as we heard from Matt and Sarah about miracles in May, we're going to experience the, the movement and the shift of heaven in our lives this October. And so I really want us to stand together in faith. So would you, would you just hold that card if you have it? Just hold it out, out and just in faith. This, again, this is an act of faith to say, God, God, I need you to move in this situation. I need you to move. Father, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by your spirit. And Father, maybe we've been praying for this situation for weeks or months or even years, but I pray that you would move mountains in October as we're in this heart heart for the house season, Father, where faith will arise. Father, we believe and we stand firm on your promises that you will do it again. And we lift to you every situation, every child, every family member, business, Father God, those who are struggling physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, whatever the struggle is, that you would meet people where they're at this month. We test you, Father. We put you first in this area of our lives. Even though this is uncomfortable, Father, we commit to putting seed in the ground for a mighty, mighty harvest. And we lift up this year's heart for the house. Father, what makes no sense on earth makes perfect sense in heaven. So your kingdom come, your will be done in this season. We thank you for a breakout of the supernatural. We thank you for a breakout of miracles. May faith arise in people's homes, in people's hearts. We've seen you do it before and we will see you do it again in Jesus' name. Come on, let's declare it out. Amen. He's never failed us and he won't start now. Father, I pray as we journey together over these next few days and weeks that you'll be with us. Lord, I thank you that your promise still stands. People's hearts, people's lives. In Jesus' name. I want you to know as children of God, we are protected in this season. We are protected in this season. We're protected from all evil. I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help comes from the Lord in this season. I want to encourage you, don't put your eyes on the government, they will let you down. Don't put your eyes on others, they will let you down. Don't even put your eyes on your employer. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow you to fail. He will not allow you to fail. I'm going to keep saying it until you get this. He will not allow you to fail. You will not go under. You will stay afloat. You will soar on wings as eagles. Come on, let faith arise today in people's hearts, in people's souls. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to just pray for one more group of people. You've never made a decision to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. Maybe you're watching online for the first time. Maybe you're in the room. Maybe you've come and you're thinking, what is this all about? This is about Jesus. Jesus is not just 
a fictional Bible story. Jesus is a real person alive today and he is still transforming people's lives. We've seen it in the videos. Even when we walk through the, the valley of shadow of death, the Spirit can still, the Spirit of God stays close to us and carries us in those dark moments. And God is here today. God is here and He loves you, my friend. He loves you so much that He sent Jesus to earth to die for you so that you could have a personal relationship with Him. Maybe you've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. The Bible says, for all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. But today, God's not looking at your wrongs. He's looking at what His Son did right. He died for you to forgive you of your sin and to give you a brand new future. So today, I want to just, just give you this opportunity to receive the love of Jesus, to receive forgiveness, to receive hope, a new start, a fresh beginning today. But you have to make that decision. He's done his part. You have to do your part. And it's simply saying, Jesus, I need you. And he will come in and he'll help you. Being a Christian doesn't make life easy. It just means you have someone to go through life with. Even when maybe your friends, family members, they're not there, Jesus, he's always there and he will never leave you. You can talk to him in your good days and your bad days. And he listens and he cares. So I'd love to know who I'm praying for. I want to say a really simple but powerful prayer to invite Jesus to come into your life. Maybe you're online in the room. I'm simply going to count to three. All I want you to do just slip up your hand long enough and high enough so I can see it and say, John, pray for me. Include me in that prayer. One, he loves you. Two, would you slip up your hand? Pray for me. Three, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Say, that's me. God bless you. Lady at the back. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. God bless you, sir. Fantastic. Right at the back. Well done. Right at the back. God bless you. It's incredible. We're going to say this, this prayer right now. Maybe you didn't lift up your hand. It's not about lifting up your hand. It's about your heart. God doing something deep in your heart. I just love people to lift up their hands just so I know who I'm praying for. But we're all going to say this prayer out loud together. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and to live for you. Amen. Amen. Would you congratulate every person who said that prayer today? Maybe you prayed the prayer online. Please just let someone know. Just maybe write a hashtag, I have decided, or I became a follower of Jesus today. Just write something in the chat and our team will make sure we reach back to you. And if you lifted your hand in the room and you said that prayer from your heart, our host team and connect team, they're going to be out in the foyers after. They'll just be holding up a Bible. And uh, we'd love you just to approach them, say, hey, I made that decision. I said that prayer and we've got a connect lounge. We'd love just to give you this, this gift from, from our church to you. It's a Bible. And also help you take the next step forward from today because this isn't the end, it's the beginning. And uh, help you get engaged in community because you know what? We all need community in this day and age. We need to do life together and do life together well. So come on, one more time. Would you thank everyone who said that prayer? 
Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.